afternoon, or good afternoon, still good morning. Mm-hmm. Um, we, Some places. I was just doing a little bit of translation, oh, the date's wrong, my watch. I was doing a little bit of translation right now, and then my lovely wife started to ask some questions. So I thought, well, maybe this could be a benefit to talk about um, with other people listening. So then our conversation could be a maybe benefit yeah. to others too. Well, I was um, having my quiet time and praying and journaling my prayers and just talking to God as I do every morning. And just the idea of God's love, like that that's how we are moved to to love him and to love other people and to serve other people. Right. That's the basis of everything, right? Because, I mean, if, if this God that we believe in, if he was hateful and, and terrible, I'm pretty yeah. sure we wouldn't love him, you know? It's, it's in love that we come to love him. And you have mentioned to me that you have experienced God's love, and I asked you, well, what was that like for you? Right, so... Well, after um, the podcast we did earlier today, um, where I recounted something that I had experienced myself, those answers didn't really come from myself. Mm -hmm. I had a supernatural experience about a year ago, before I met you. Mm -hmm. And um, for those three days, I walked with God. Now, what I'm telling you is complete truth in what I experienced. In those three days, I um, felt such a, a feeling of joy. My environment had not changed. I was still living in the same house in Southern California by myself. Um, a dog lived with me, which was really nice. But you know, I was by myself, and I felt like this overwhelming sense of joy and contentment in the world, um, true happiness, true peace. Um, nothing had changed. My diet had not changed. Um, nothing about me had changed, but internally, I had changed. Mm-hmm. for those three days and I felt um, an incredible sense of prophetic energy and that's the best way I can describe it now in that I felt within me kind of where my my stomach is and um, a feeling of contentment there and I felt like that's where God was residing, residing in me at that point and I mm-hmm. could ask or rest on any on that divinity within me and ask any question I wanted or have any thought I wanted with a question and the answer would rise up through my mind and my understanding and I would be able to give a voice to that answer um, it was a definitely a prophetic energy mm-hmm. um, and one of the questions I asked and one of the things I want to know was well explain to me the origin of the universe and of scripture because that was something that I've always wanted to have the big picture and that was the what I revealed today um, in the previous episode was what was revealed to me that day and um, you know I think that certainly that has some element of truth to it but it's more so that that was truth as it was revealed through the prism of my experience if I didn't have knowledge of things in the world like let's say evolution or other things like that that knowledge may have manifested differently through my through my understanding right so, I believe that God experiences us in our unique ways and who we are uniquely yeah so i think i think we can i think that's that's what prophetic energy is it's a deep connection of wisdom um to the father but it requires your knowledge and understanding in order for you to understand it it's mm-hmm. like when we communicate in words about spiritual things and spiritual concerns we can only use the words that we know and we can only use the concepts that we grasp in order to fully understand, fully express them. Mm-hmm. It's like if someone asks you to describe, okay, what does 
don't know, copacetically or juxtapose. Mm -hmm. You have to find words within your understanding that describe a concept which you may not have words for and you don't use explicitly like that. Mm -hmm. Like juxtapose means to place two things beside each other. Mm -hmm. Well, I just used nine words to describe one word. Mm -hmm. I would hopefully then for you to say, well, Jenna wants juxtapose and you'll then have that understanding. Mm -hmm. and I think prophetic energy works in the same way, is that you're connected to a wisdom source and that wisdom source is goes through the lens of your experience mm -hmm. to make something known and understood. So that's what I understood that day. And mm -hmm. I, I was in a, in a phase of, I, I wrote down, it must have been like 20 pieces of large like uh, builder's paper, which is like bigger than eight and a half by 11. It's like long paper. And I filled, it must have been like 12 sheets of this stuff, double backed, mm -hmm. just with thoughts and understanding and concepts. I wish I still had it. I think I threw it out. Mm -hmm. um, but I was in a place of, of great energy and um, movement at that time, which I, I felt like an, an intellectual closeness with God. I was able to understand God through, um, through those moments, or really to understand the world through God's wisdom. Um, that was one of my experiences. I've had like probably like four or five different spiritual experiences in my life. The first one I actually had was as a Buddhist. I was a Buddhist at the age of 16 mm -hmm. and I was meditating. And then when I opened my eyes, I felt joy with the world and connection. And all the colors seemed more vibrant and I felt such a feeling of love. But that was a spiritual experience, not through Christianity or through um, my relationship with, with God, the Father. That was within myself mm. um, on Buddhist concepts, which is interesting then that I've had then other spiritual experiences which have connected to God. Well then, how, like, how is that different than from God? Perhaps could it have been from God, but you just didn't know Him? I think every human being has the spiritual potentiality within them that does not require God to activate. I think that explains why there's a Hindu belief, although Hindus believe in one God, why there's Buddhist miracles that have happened. I think mm -hmm. there is a certain capability within human beings that is latent and that can be um, activated. But I think there's a certain um, quality and a certain enhancement to those spiritual experiences when they're done through the Father, because they are naturally more powerful. Um, so you'd I, say the one where you had the vision or the the understanding of perhaps like a prophetic energy from God was more powerful than the one where I you think substantially more powerful. Meditated. I think the, the Buddhist one was for myself and for me but didn't translate necessarily to others. Like it was self-centered mm. spiritual advancement rather than for a purpose. Mm. Um, I've had um, an, another spiritual experience I had recently was I actually was meditating and I encountered God in his throne room. And I, we can actually, I did a recording of that. If mm. I can recount that and I can put that up on the website mm -hmm. for you to listen to about yeah. just an accurate kind of understanding of what that was and that was extremely powerful because that's where I realized the equal qualities of God being justice and love and I was able to describe Jesus in great detail but um, the father was more difficult to understand with the words and the mm -hmm. vocabulary I have now mm -hmm. and maybe that is why that um, God decided to use the Hebrew language in order to describe himself with the unique uses of verbs and the unique uses of, of how that's constructed mm -hmm. and that that was seen as kind of God's language, mm -hmm. is that it's difficult to use physical concepts and words to describe something that is beyond physical understanding. Um, but
but this the spiritual walk I found is something that is very profound, very um, snooze a lot, very profound, very um, experiential, and um, if you're not experienced, I think there's a, a lot of stuff right now in the Christian movements is focused on external signs of internal purity. So we'll have like the, the use of tongues, um, which the, the gobbledygook tongues that we hear, which isn't real tongues. Mm -hmm. Tongues, if you look at it scripturally, is the ability to be able to speak languages. Like I could speak Japanese to you mm -hmm. with the ability of tongues without never having learned Japanese. Mm -hmm. That's what tongues is. Um, but it's not gobbledygook. So, but we, I think, and then sometimes we have like these charismatic movements where someone's shaking or moving. Mm -hmm. the, the body and the mind can do incredible things mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. And if you, if you wish something to happen to you, you can just be open to it and experience that. What I've experienced with um, some churches is that their focus is more on receiving, like what they can receive, instead of what they can give, or like. Um, just kind of like things of the church, quote unquote, just kind of get in the way. Like speaking of like tongues or gifts, it's like sometimes I've experienced that people are more focused on that instead of the source of it, which is our Heavenly Father. And I think that it shouldn't be like that. Like our attention and our heart's internal posture should always be straight to the Father. Like there shouldn't be anything that gets in the way because ultimately that's getting in the way. Right. Even things of the church can be getting in the way. Well, I think that's the thing too, is that we can never really pray for spiritual gifts. They're, they're great when they happen, and great if they happen, but it's not the focus of our pursuit with God. No, because then where's your heart? Well, You're correct. trying to get something for yourself. Correct. The, the, the correct pursuit of God is simply to glorify in Him and to praise Him and to worship Him but never really for our own ends and purposes. Mm -hmm. when, we, when we pray to God, we are praying, we're praying just to, to experience Him more, for the things that He can grant in abundance, but we're not necessarily playing for things of the physical world. Mm -hmm. We can ask for things of our will, but if we're really walking with God, our will will align with God mm -hmm. in the sense that we want to do acts of good and we don't want just things for ourselves. As Jesus says Himself, the, the wages of the day labor are sufficient. And it says actually in the Lord's Prayer, I can recount the Lord's Prayer to you if you'd like in a in a way that's closer to the Greek, if that's helpful. Is that helpful? Sure. Let me just pull up my Matthew translation. Uh, here it is. Did I get it right? I could probably do it from my memory, but let me see if I can get it. Where is it? Matthew 6, right after. Here it is. Matthew 6. How about that? Okay, so I'll read this out from Matthew 6. Um, by the way, the, the Beatitudes, Matthew 6, is Matthew 5, is really, really incredible. Um, Offer your righteousness not before men, nor to be seen by them, or you bear no increase from your Father in heaven. When you bring about mercy and charitable deeds, don't toot your own horn, as the actors in the church and the streets do, so they may receive glory from men. Amen, I tell you that they have been kept away from their reward. When you do charitable deeds, your left hand shouldn't even know what your right hand is doing. Mm -hmm. So your actions are kept secret, and then your Father who sees your secrets will increase you. When you mm -hmm. offer prayers, don't do it like an actor, for they are fond to stand in the churches in the corner of busy street corners, mm -hmm. nor to be seen by men. Amen, I tell you they've received their reward. 
When you offer prayers, enter into your treasury, shut the door, and pray to your father privately, mm -hmm. and your father will see and in secret increase you. Mm -hmm. When praying, don't use long-winded repetitions as many foreigners do. They think they will be given ears simply for speaking a lot. Don't become like them, for your father God knows what brings advantage before you ask for it. That's important. Your father God knows what brings advantage before you ask for it. He already knows mm -hmm. what you need. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's the, here's the prayer. This is Matthew 6, 9. You can, if you'd like, um, follow along with your own translation. Um, okay, so Matthew 6, 9. Offer prayers like this. Our Father in heaven, your name is sacred. Your kingdom will return. Let your will come into being as it is in heaven and so upon the earth. Give us bread, and that's the word for bread is artos, which is um, bread, as opposed to brotos, which is considered real food or meat. So give us bread sufficient for today. And set us free from what we owe as we free those who owe us. Mm. Now this is a little bit different. May we not bring ourselves to worry, draw us away from what leads us to suffer. Now that's mm. not lead us into temptation, but draw us away what leads us to personally experience suffering. Mm -hmm. Right? Not that the, the Lord your God is giving you the alcohol or putting the alcohol there to tempt you. Yeah. We were asking for him for us him to draw us away from the source yeah. of that which mm -hmm. leads to suffer. That's important. Mm -hmm. And also, may we not bring ourselves to worrying. Not to worry. Um, 6.14 For if you set men free of their mistakes, your Father in heaven will set you free of yours. But if you don't set free men of their mistakes, then neither will your Father forgive yours. So that was the Lord's Prayer. It's very simple, but it's leading us, leading us away from worry drawing us what leads to suffer. Mm -hmm. um, very easy, very good, quite an easy concept, but it's not about mm -hmm. temptation or, you know, the old our father is, a father wide in heaven, hallowed be their name, their kingdom come, right. will be done on earth as in heaven, give us our daily bread, give us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, right. but Why deliver us from that? evil. Yeah. The lead us not from temptation is actually lead us from what tempts us and free us from worrying. And it's also cowardice could be the thing to lead us from cowardice. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, go, going back to kind of that the spiritual experience, um, it is very deep. It's very profound. Um, very, it's very powerful. It's something we all have access to, and have the ability to to experience. Um, I've experienced the more I walk with God, the more I experience those things. But I don't relish in them in the sense I don't think I am any better or worse than anyone for experiencing those things. Um, the focus is not me, the focus is the Father. So, I mean, I don't, just because I've had spiritual experiences doesn't mean I'm an authority, doesn't mean I'm closer to God than anyone else. It simply means I'm walking with Him. It's a private walk. And the spiritual gifts and that's therefore the purpose of whatever God has purpose for, are for encouraging others, encouraging our faith, building our faith, strengthening who we are as believers, and they're never for glorification in ourselves, or never for lording over others, or an external sign of our internal purity, because they're not the things we should be focusing on. It right. should be loving and being with our Father in heaven, and rejoicing in Him. Um, so when I pray, or when I feel led to pray, um, I will ask God, similar to the model in Gethsemane, when Jesus asked God, uh, his Father, for um, his will versus your will. And he makes his will clear and known because 
our Father in Heaven can only, we have to ask Him in order for Him to move. And He will move either in us or move the world around us, but often within us and within people to show us quietly what we need, never loudly. You know, He's not going to cause an earthquake to show you something. That's just not how He works. But I'll pray for my own will, but I'll pray for that my will would align with His and that He'll use me and that He'll bring me closer to Him and that I'll face more spiritual opportunities to be closer to Him more tests of faith in order to test what my faith means and I'll pray for those things that I know he can grant in abundance um, knowing that my will is subservient to his will and that he is guiding me where he needs me to be and it's simply enough for me um, to be the street sweeper rather than the king as, as long as that is glorifying to my father in heaven whatever he needs for me to do I will do and I will glory in it because it is sufficient for him to love me and me to love him and that no other things need be done. Um, children, money, success, great position of authority in his kingdom don't mean anything compared to just being loved by him and loving him. Um, that is sufficient. Um, he is satisfied with us, not based on what we do or what he aspires us to do, but simply being loving in ourselves and growing towards him is what he really um, loves and finds approval in. Um, like, for example, if you look at Jesus and you look at when Jesus is baptized by John in the waters and um, you hear a voice from the thunder uh, from the heavens saying, this is my son, I love you, I approve of you, I accept you, mm -hmm. uh, which is the best translation of the Greek. Um, or even just, this is my son to, for whom I am well satisfied and pleased. Mm. Jesus had not done anything at that stage to warrant that. Mm -hmm. No acts, no mm -hmm. no deeds. He had done nothing famous. He hadn't, you know, done any miracles. He simply was a good man who earnestly sought the Father mm -hmm. and then received his presence. And that was sufficient for God to say, for the Father to say, I am well satisfied by who you are as an individual. Mm -hmm. And that's we're all he's he's our Father in heaven is always loves us and is pleased by us. But our, the journey of our life is for him to be satisfied in us. Like a child, a father is satisfied in a baby, but the real satisfaction of that father is in the baby becoming an adult and becoming a well-adjusted, successful and happy adult. That's the real joy of the father, to see the baby turn into the adult. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're all loved, but we're not. he's not satisfied with us unless we're moving towards him and becoming the adults we can be, if that makes sense. Yeah, so like looking at Jesus, obviously Heavenly Father was pleased and, and loved Jesus. He said that when he was baptized. <clears throat> and then as Jesus lived a life of serving and thinking of others and putting himself last, obviously, by dying on a cross, um, doing that in his life and, and then ascending to be with our Heavenly Father that is fully being pleased like the Lord is fully pleased well yes the full satisfaction I think of a human being is that the Father has seen that um, yeah just to go back and to conclude this because um, it's, it's whenever you talk about <clears throat> spiritual, spiritual matters it's easy to, to, to talk about a lot of different things rather than focus on one topic but just to, con yeah. to, to, to complete talking about the act of miracles and things that have happened, you know, I, I've also experienced um, healings that have happened through my own hands. I didn't believe in miracles at all, um, ever. And then I experienced one through my own hands. Um, I'll talk about that another time. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to maybe 
speak with another individual who was a witness in that room at the time. So you can see that I'm not just you know talking out my ass, but you know these things are real and in reality. So we'll talk about that another time. But um, suffice to say that the the spiritual walk is does bring fruit in the sense that this isn't just philosophy or moral teachings or expositions simply for those effect but they do bring fruit and they do bring um, advancement in the spiritual realm mm -hmm. um, and that's stuff I think we should always be open to but never themselves seek those things for their own glory it's always for us to deepen in faith to share our faith with others and for the construction of the kingdom um, but you've I've also received like prophetic um, say prophetic words or prophetic thoughts mm -hmm. like I had one the other day and this is how you know it's prophetic is it's immediately confirmed in the Holy Spirit so when you have the divine influence in you and if you've ever experienced the divine influence and you're cultivating it um, there'll be an immediate confirmation of spirit after you said something or thought something mm -hmm. which is not necessarily explicitly in Scripture but is nevertheless um, from God and those things are, are, are never loud statements or look at me statements. I think anyone who claims they're a prophet isn't a prophet. Mm -hmm. That's something that's given to someone by other people through belief. But I am, um, I experienced just the day I experienced the thought was the Holy Spirit and the gift of miracles are powered by love. And that was my, just a, a simple prophetic thought. And um, it was immediately confirmed in the spirit. And how I feel that is like through um, my arms and I feel like I've been touched by a wind like an internal wind has blown through me and that's how I experience the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. one of many ways but it's primarily I feel it go from my left arm around my back through to my right arm and mm -hmm. cycling back but there's a wind that blows through me that mm -hmm. isn't from a, a natural source it feels supernatural in origin mm -hmm. and often then confirmed with a feeling of, of peace or tranquility you had a prophetic thought the other day and how was how did you experience that with the holy spirit afterwards um well we were just chatting about god and um i guess our faith and um for me it just kind of came out or just came to me just as a thought but as i'm saying it and speaking it out I know that it's not really me because I haven't thought of it before and it's not like a, a type of thought that I think and um, just as I'm speaking it, it's kind of like I'm having a better understanding by hearing me speak it so like it's hard to describe but I didn't have the thought and I'm as I'm speaking it I'm hearing it for the first time and I'm learning from by me saying it so it's it's as though like God helped me to understand him in a different way by him giving me the thought and speaking it out to be able to better understand it. And then after that, it's like, whoa, like that, that was really deep and that was not for me. And knowing that that wasn't for me and kind of feeling almost like emotional, like almost brought to tears because it's so powerful because he is so powerful. Right. And, right. and that thought was of him and not of me and that so I think that <clears throat> he could move through people in such a simple way in such a, a regular moment in us just chatting in, in our house you know and I, I think too there's 
you know also know it's of the spirit in the sense that um, if someone else says something, you'll know quickly if it's also in the spirit too. Like you'll have a feeling of confirmation. Mm. Mm. Well, we, we better be going. I uh, hope you enjoyed this one. <laughs>